Inflation rates in Canada hit an 18-year high. Justin Trudeau says that he doesn't think about monetary policy, and the legacy media ignore the story. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show. And to help us really make sense of these new inflation numbers, I'm joined by a candidate, conservative candidate for Carleton, uh, the man who knows more about this issue probably than anyone else in the country, or at least he's the most articulate at explaining it. I'm joined by Pierre Polyevre. Thank you so much, Pierre, for joining us. Good to be with you. So, so here we are. There's a couple of days left in the campaign. We know that there was a big gaffe that Trudeau made at the beginning, which a, a lot of conservatives picked up on. I don't really know that the media picked up on it much, but he flat out told us that he doesn't really think about monetary policy. Uh, you know, here we are a couple of weeks later, and Canada has hit a 18-year high in, in terms of our inflation. So, uh, you know, what, what do you say um, to, to someone who's still standing by Justin Trudeau, despite the fact that he clearly doesn't know what he's doing when it comes to the monetary policy of this country? Well, there are two reasons why uh, a political leader's opinion on monetary policy is important right now. The first is that monetary policy is being used to fund our government. Uh, for the first time in, since we've been born, uh, the uh, central bank is printing cash to fund government deficits. Uh, so, for example, last year, the money supply increased by about $354 billion, and the deficit the Trudeau government estimated it had was $354 billion. Um, so um, in other words, uh, what's happening is the bank is buying government debt in order to make interest rates on that debt artificially low, but the cost of that, because there's no free lunch in, in economics, is uh, borne by consumers because all those dollars a flood into the economy and bid up the price of goods, uh, which is why we have a 17-year high in inflation. So the first reason why a political leader needs to care about monetary policy today is because Trudeau's government is using monetary policy to pay its bills with printed money. The second reason is that between now and December 31st, the next finance minister will sign a deal with the Bank of Canada setting out its mandate. Now, since the Mulroney era, that mandate has been to target inflation at 2%, period. You've got one job, Bank of Canada, keep inflation at around 2%. That's it. Now there's talk about radically transforming the bank's mandate so that it would be responsible for climate change and childcare and um, other so sociological issues that are normally left up to elected governments or better yet, to people's private lives. Um, but central bankers um, are, gonna, are, are seen as potentially going from lending to spending and becoming um, you know, part of the fiscal arm of governments. Um, Trudeau has not stated where he stands on that. Uh, if we do that uh, in the form of mon modern monetary theory, for example, paying for new governmental programs with, uh, with an endless supply of printed money, then you will see runaway hyperinflation that could massively destabilize our economy. Um, but uh, we're not getting a, a clear picture of whether Trudeau would like to do that. Uh, our view as conservatives is very simple. Stick with the plan. The bank has one objective, keep inflation low, nothing more. And that's what we would sign as a new mandate for the bank if we're elected. Trudeau won't tell us. He won't tell us if inflation should be allowed to run rampant into the double digits like it did back in his dad's era. Um, and that led to 
um, 20% interest rates and the highest suicide rate in Canadian history in 1983 as so many people were losing their houses, their jobs and their livelihoods that they could no longer survive. So my, my point is here that because they're funding government with printed money and there's a new mandate for the Bank of Canada coming up this year, a political leader must have a clear answer to what he would direct the Bank of Canada to do. For us, it's low inflation, period. Well, don't don't count on the CBC to ask those kind of tough questions uh, to Justin Trudeau. They're much more interested in his uh, perspective on, you know, all the things he wants to talk about, like climate change. Uh, Pierre, you know, it's interesting that that it's a liberal government that's taking down taking us down this path because yes, it was uh, Trudeau's father who ramped up spending originally, but back in the '90s uh, when Canada went through a crisis where we almost couldn't literally couldn't find people to buy our debt. Uh, it was liberals. It was Jean Chrétien and his finance minister, Paul Martin, who eventually were forced because of circumstance uh, to get us out of this mess by drastically drastically cutting spending. That wasn't that long ago. Um, how, how is it that those liberals are so different um, than these liberals today? Well, uh, the, the Liberal Party has been taken over by radical leftists uh, who have a uh, state-driven uh, ideology whereby the government takes over every aspect of our lives. Um, and uh, this is not the party of Gretchen Martin Manley. This is the party of uh, Gerald Butts um, and other hardcore uh, radical socialist uh, leftists who believe that they have the ability uh, to run other people's lives, including their economic lives. And that's why we're seeing a relentless expansion of the state. That's pretty terrifying. So let's let's break this down uh, about what it might mean um, to everyday Canadians across the country. So, you know, you have these politicians in Ottawa who are drastically increasing the amount of money spent. We have these bankers who are drastically increasing the money supply. Uh, how, how does this impact, uh, you know, a suburban uh, family, say, living in, in uh, suburban Toronto or suburban Calgary? Well, walk up and down the aisles of the grocery store and look at the prices. Um, when you have more dollars chasing fewer goods, you get higher prices, and those price increases fall back hardest on the on the backs of the working class people. Uh, of course, it's not the rich that have to worry about these higher prices. It is uh, the working poor. The rich are actually benefiting, ironically, from the inflation because their asset prices go up. If you own a ten million dollar mansion and your house price inflates by 30%, you just made $3 million for doing nothing. If you own stocks, bonds, gold, uh, or other in assets that uh, inflate you know, with the price uh, of, um, of goods, well, then you're getting richer by the day. And that's why you don't see any banking economists complaining about this. They're loving it. It's They're just rolling around in all of this cash. But uh, if you're a single mom uh, living on a minimum wage, you're paying 7% more for meat, 32.5% more for gasoline, 7.2% more for vehicles, 5.3% more for appliances, 20% more for travel accommodation, and uh, your, your housing payment, uh, either for rent or mortgage, is up almost 15%. So, so basically what you see here is a massive wealth transfer from working class consumers to extremely wealthy asset owners. So this is the irony, uh, Candace. Trudeau was asked, you know, he was Mr. Middle Class back in 2015. He's forgotten that now. They said, what's the middle class? 
He said, well, the middle class are people who live off their income, not their assets. Well, these are the people who are getting screwed by the inflation today. If you live off your income, your income is dropping relative to its purchasing power because of Trudeau's inflation. But if you live off your assets, you're getting vastly wealthier, wealthier as those assets increase in price. Uh, so this is a monster, ironically, from these same socialists who claim always to be so torn apart by the gap between rich and poor, have no problem with an inflationary agenda which concentrates more and more wealth in the hands of the, the very small minority who control the assets in the country while robbing the working class of its wages. Well, I, I would I would uh, guess that Justin Trudeau doesn't even realize that that's what's happening or that that's what he's doing because he's, he's so focused on the government growth side. Even uh, just to give you an example, you know, when he did his CBC town hall the other night, uh, he was asked about the economic recovery, the post-COVID economic recovery. What would he do? And his, his answers entirely stemmed upon more government programs. So we'll help you buy a house. We'll help you uh, put your kids in daycare. We'll help you, you know, every step along the way, there's more government help. And, you know, to me, that's not an economic recovery. That's that's more government welfare. That's socialism. So I, I, I'm wondering, what 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 is, uh, in that regard, the distinction? Uh, what will a conservative government do if elected to jumpstart the economy again, to get it going, um, to really push back this covid uh, recover and get get back, get the economy back going, so that there are more jobs and more opportunities to uh, flip this around from what tr the disaster that Trudeau has has caused on our economy. Well, we have to unleash the free enterprise system, which is the only way you can possibly generate any additional wealth in this country, and so that means reforming our tax system to reward rather than punish work, savings, and investment replace government checks with paychecks to fill the over half million uh, empty jobs uh, that are, require workers, uh, but they can't find them. Uh, we're gonna give a temporary wage subsidy to for net new hires. Um, we're gonna cancel the government takeover of childcare and replace it with a direct uh, tax credit that puts four grand in the pockets of parents, but lets them decide the childcare option of their choice. We're going to push for the world's fastest building permits so that things can get constructed in this country. Uh, we're going to um, give a tax break for made in Canada um, vaccines, uh, medications, and other uh, uh, in, uh, medically related uh, um, innovations um, so that we can actually keep more of the medical production here in this country. Uh, we're going to make it fast to get a mine approved so that instead of importing uh, electric car batteries from China, we can mine the lithium, the cobalt, the nickel that is necessary to do it here, ironically, to do it much more uh, cleanly than uh, more clean and uh, green than, than is being done in China. And we're going to reform the uh, re tax and, and regulatory rules to empower First Nations to invite business and commerce and development onto their lands uh, where they so choose so that they can provide their people with paychecks. In other words, I, and we're going to let the government spending get back to normal, Can't phase out the pandemic spending as the pandemic comes to an end. So in other words, get people back to work, get spending back to normal, and get business making stuff here in Canada, make more, cost less, paychecks, not debt. That's great. Well, uh, that sounds like something that's greatly needed uh, for the country. Fi final question, Pierre, given how much money Trudeau has spent over the last 18 months, given the precarious inflation situation and the, finan the finances of the country, 
these topics have barely been touched upon, barely been touched upon. We had a debate the other night, uh, the English debate, which I, I don't think talked about economics or COVID recovery until the very last half hour of the debate, by which point most Canadians had tuned out. Uh, we, did a, we did a survey here at True North, a scientific poll, that found that if you were a Liberal voter, the issues you really care about was climate change and COVID. If you were a Conservative voter, the issues you really care about uh, are debt, government debt, government spending, um, economic recovery. So really, really different issues depending on you know which party you're looking uh, to vote for. And, and, and fortunately, these economic topics have barely, barely been touched upon. Uh, so, you know, I, I know you're, you're, you're running as a candidate and you don't get to determine the media landscape in, in this country as part of what True North is fighting back on. But I, I can't help but feel that so much of the reason that this happens is because the, 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 the media landscape is dominated um, by, by companies that take money from the Trudeau government. We know that Trudeau drastically expanded the CBC's mandate. We know that they did a newspaper bailout where they gave $600 million to failing newspapers. What would a conservative government do if elected um, to, 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 to change that? Would, would, would a conservative government continue on that path of media bailouts and subsidies? Or would you try to, again, remove the government um, from these media companies and, and allow them to, to compete on their own? The latter. Great. <laughs> All right. Short and simple. Well, thank you so much for your time, Pierre. We really appreciate uh, you being here and uh, best of luck uh, in your writing uh, for the rest of the campaign on election night. Thank you very much. It is good to talk to an independent uh, and unbiased media outlet like yours. Uh, and it's, it's good that we do have some options, although uh, the entire press gallery is pretty much controlled by the government and uh, regurgitates government talking points for a living, uh, which is kind of a, a sad and pathetic way to exist. But it is good that uh, we have people like uh, organizations uh, out here out there who are uh, instead uh, providing an independent outlet and uh, unbiased uh, viewpoint to Canadians. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Pierre. All right. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you All right. so much. Great to be with you. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Candice Malcolm, and this is The Candice Malcolm Show.